listening to Give Me the Bible with Len. Today's program is entitled Offer Number Two. Hello again, my radio friends. I'm glad you've joined me today for another program in the series, Give Me the Bible. Last time, we looked at a question that involves the Seventh-day Adventist Church to see if it has anything different to offer than the other mainline Protestant churches. I also challenged you to make the assessment yourself rather than me telling you what I think. In that last program, we looked at three aspects of the church, growth, doctrine, and the need to prepare people on this planet for the return of Jesus. We considered the church's rule of faith, that being the Bible and the Bible alone. Before considering some other aspects of the Adventist Church, I want to share with you something about God. We have an intelligent God whose mind and whose power is far, far greater than we can ever imagine. This same God gave us the Bible, and we learn about him and the plan of salvation from it. And because the Bible speaks of things often not part of the experience of humankind, some of those things must be accepted by faith. But faith is not blind. We are not asked to believe things without evidence. God has given enough evidence so that we may believe. Take, for example, the hinge point of all Christianity, that is, salvation through Jesus Christ. There's plenty of evidence showing that Jesus was the Saviour in the prophecies in the Old Testament. There's plenty of similar evidence in the books of the New Testament. And there is non-biblical historical evidence of Jesus' existence and what he did. There are many religions where belief is not based on evidence. And that's sad, because the people are being deceived into believing something which is utter rubbish. Take, for example, the concept of purgatory. This is a man-made invention. It cannot be substantiated from the Bible and yet millions of gullible people believe it. There is not one shred of scriptural evidence to support it. Or, as another example, is there any evidence that sacrificing food to idols will bring about a change of fortune? No, none. Yet people blindly offer food to a piece of inert wood or stone believing that this man-made carving has supernatural powers. 
That is blind faith with no evidence to support it. The Adventist church doctrines are based on strong evidence. And today we will look at a number of other aspects of the Adventist church. And the first today is presence. No, not gifts, but being present in various places around the world. According to the United Nations statistics, there are 237 separate countries in the world. The Adventist Church is present, that is, it is active, in 215 of those countries. That is quite a remarkable statistic, considering the Church's total membership is currently in the region of 20 million. The membership of the Roman Catholic Church is 1.2 billion, 60 times greater than that of the Adventist Church. Yet the Seventh-day Adventist Church comes in as second to the Catholic Church in its missions and institutions worldwide. And just for the record, the Church operates 115 tertiary institutions, that is, colleges and universities, and 7,800 primary and secondary schools. It operates 22 food industries, 175 hospitals and hundreds and hundreds of clinics and dispensaries. The Sydney Adventist Hospital in Warunga, Sydney is considered one of the very best hospitals in Australia. And to go on, there are 62 publishing houses. Besides that, the Adventist Disaster and Relief Agency often known as ADRA, is involved in humanitarian, philanthropic and disaster relief in just about every country of the world that experiences major disasters. It is one of the major non-government organisations providing disaster relief alongside Red Cross and other major NGOs. Coupled with that, ADRA is involved in improving the lives of people by supplying water, with agricultural and business training in many impoverished third world countries. As Jesus went about doing good, the Adventist Church models its activities after him, giving help and care to the needy. For the time we have, it's almost impossible to give sufficient information about the different ways the Adventist Church reaches out to the world community. You know, some churches are involved in only trying to gain new converts. Some churches are only trying to hold their existing converts. Some churches concentrate on their particular teachings. But the Adventist Church, although interested in bringing people to Christ, is also vitally involved in improving the lifestyle of the less fortunate, no matter 
who they are. The church does not exist only for itself. It exists for others. A genuine Adventist person is one for 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It is a lifestyle, not just something that shows up one day a week. Therefore, an Adventist can be expected to be trustworthy, honest, and interested in your welfare as well as his own, at any and at all times. Generally speaking, if you have an Adventist friend, you have a good friend. A second point of consideration today is mission, or to use another term, outreach. Before Jesus left earth to go back to heaven, he gave his disciples a commission. It's found in Matthew 28 verses 19 and 20. He said, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And Jesus made another similar statement recorded in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. He said, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. As well as living in accordance with God's will, the Adventist Church believes that Jesus' commission, that is, his job description, applies today to all his disciples, that is, his followers. And so the church has endeavoured to reach people all around the world by means that are both great and small. There is satellite television. Four of the church's channels are available here in Adelaide, in Australia. There is radio, both local and global. The powerful AWR radio station located in Guam reaches into countries that are closed to Western missionaries. Some of these countries are intolerant to any religions other than their own traditional religion, such as Islam. There are many secret Christian believers in these countries who have become Christians because of the far-reaching message of Adventist World Radio. You, who are listening to me today, are listening on radio where I have endeavoured to reach you and teach you the way to eternal life and what the Bible says. And of course, there are also large evangelistic programs, small group programs, and all kinds of different means being employed to reach people for Christ. It is no wonder that this church is baptising over 3,600 people per day, given it has such a vibrant mission emphasis. 
The third thing I want to share with you today is about Adventist lifestyle. The lifestyle of Seventh-day Adventist people has been the subject of many studies by universities and health professionals and institutions. National Geographic magazine did one of these studies and it was reported in the magazine about eight years ago. The findings all come to the same conclusion. And this is that conclusion. Seventh-day Adventists normally live from seven to ten years longer than the general population. But not only that, their lives are usually much happier, more active and disease-free than what the general population experiences. The studies have concluded that there are, ver are several very significant reasons for that. And before I give those reasons, we'll have a little break and then I'll come back to it straight afterwards. Thank you. 
Well, in case you were wondering, that was Ackerbilk playing Morning Has Broken. Just before the break, I mentioned to you that Seventh-day Adventists live from seven to ten years longer than the general population. And now I'm going to share with you some of the reasons why that is. And the first one is diet. The Seventh-day Adventist Church promotes a plant-based diet. This was the sort of diet God provided for mankind at creation. And by following the Creator's model, one would expect it would be the best diet. Many Adventists are vegetarians. Vegetarians experience a much lower incidence of lifestyle disease such as heart disease, diabetes, cancer and stroke. The Adventist Church recognises the harmful effects of alcohol and promotes an alcohol-free lifestyle. Consequently, there are fewer accidents, less abuse, less alcohol-attributed disease in Adventist communities. Along with that, the Church recognises the harmful effects of smoking and the taking of non-prescribed drugs and stimulants. The community at large has begun to realise the benefits of a plant-based diet and the harmful effects of alcohol, smoking and the use of non-prescribed drugs and the use of stimulants. You will have noticed that many medical and health institutions and governments are promoting to the general population what the Adventist Church has had as its normal practice for many decades. Another factor leading to good health and longevity has been identified as community. When people belong to a community where they can share their joys and their disappointments seems to have a significant positive health benefit. Adventists usually belong to a caring church community where people are interested in and care for each other. And there is another significant benefit. Because Adventists usually have a strong relationship with God, they can pour out their innermost concerns to Him, knowing He cares for them. Interestingly, this too seems to have very positive psychological and health benefits. The third health benefit comes from observing the holy day, the seventh day Sabbath, as God has outlined, by abstaining from work and devoting the day to God as a day of rest. It is a time of rest, a time of peace, and a time to refocus. There are great health benefits in having a regular time each week to back off and put aside the hustle and bustle of everyday living. Representation is the next thing that the Adventist Church has to offer. Have you ever wondered why God chose the nation of ancient Israel to be his special people? It was that they would be his representatives to other nations 
and show and teach them about the Creator God and the benefits to be had through honouring and serving Him. Israel largely failed in its mission and too often took the values and practices of the surrounding nations on themselves. Protestantism was also used by God to be the means of representing himself to the world. But Protestantism has basically lost its distinctiveness and enthusiasm and is slowly but surely crawling back to the Catholic Church. As such, it has been doing and is doing what Israel did. But God will have a people to represent him, a people who honour and serve him, a people who stand for truth, a people who are prepared to share the truth of God's word with others. Seventh-day Adventists are doing just that. And as I said in the first of these two programs, have been raised up by God for this special purpose. There are many people in the general community who observe their clean-living Adventist neighbours, who don't see them as weird, but observe that they are genuine, normal people, who are honest, helpful, friendly, happy, healthy, trustworthy, and, by all accounts, blessed. From time to time they wonder how these Adventist neighbours of theirs are so lucky and why it is that they are so ready to be kind and helpful. There are a number of statements in the Bible where the leader of the day placed before the people alternatives that they could live under. The people were told that if they honoured, obeyed and served the Lord, they would prosper and be blessed. But if they disobeyed and served idols, they would suffer calamities and hardship. The same applies today. Adventists endeavour to serve the Lord and to obey his instructions and honour him at all times. Is it any wonder that they should be blessed? Is it any wonder that they should be healthy, happy and holy? There are many benefits in giving God first place in your life, despite what the deceiver, Satan, promotes. But like Job of old, Adventists sometimes do have to experience troubles. Not everyone sails through life without any setbacks. But to counter those setbacks, Adventists have something better to look forward to, where they will be part of what God promised in Revelation 22, where God says he will make all things new and where there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. What a day that will be. What a time to hope for and be waiting for. So, here are the main points we've covered today. 
Adventists base their beliefs on God's Word, the Bible, and only the Bible. Adventists are involved in sharing the good news of salvation with anyone who will hear. The Seventh-day Adventist Church is vibrant and growing rapidly. There are known health and longevity benefits in living an Adventist lifestyle. Adventists are a peace-loving, law-abiding community. Adventists have a reason for existing as God's special representatives and messengers in these modern times. Adventists have a hope of the soon return of our Lord Jesus Christ and to live for eternity without the troubles that plague mankind at present. Adventists have a divine commission. So with all that information, what is your conclusion? Does the Seventh-day Adventist Church have anything to offer that other churches can't? Give it some thought, won't you? We must stop for today. Won't you join me again next time? For another in the series, Give Me the Bible. Until then, I wish you God's blessings and joy and peace. I believe for every drop of rain that falls, a flower grows. I believe that somewhere in the darkest night A candle glows I believe for everyone who goes astray Someone will come to show the way I believe Above the storm, the smallest prayer will still be heard. I believe that someone in the great somewhere hears every word. Every time I hear a newborn baby cry or touch a leaf or 